Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 33. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And just wanted to say thank you for everyone who has continued to listen in. We are growing as we speak, just the way I'm feeling after I just ate that big giant burrito. I feel like I am growing in front of myself. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already left a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening, definitely hop on. It's super simple. It takes like 20 minutes and it's amazing for uh, helping to spread the word, making sure that we're getting the podcast out there and all that good stuff. So I just wanted to recap. I know last time we were talking about some different treats you could have, like the keto cups that won't make you crave more treats. They're great. I actually had someone text me last week. Shout out, Erin. I had someone text me last week and they were like out drinking at bars, having the best Sunday fun day, whatever. And they were like, hey, I brought my keto cup to the bar. <laughs> it was so funny that I was like, just be careful when you open it because it's going to melt everywhere. Sorry about that. Because um, it's going to melt everywhere everywhere because uh, they get really melty. They're like coconut oil, coconut cream, coconut butter, blah, 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 and cacao. So if you're like out trying to be cute and you have chocolate in your tooth, um, I can tell you from personal experience that that is not going to be the best way to pick up a suitor, you know? So make sure that if you're out, then it's in a cool place. I even told her, I was like, go order a cup of ice from the bar, put it in there for like five minutes and you're good. Anyways, little hack for you. I won't go into that too much, but if you want more info on those healthy treats and how to sleep better than absolutely, um, ooh, excuse me, then absolutely check out last week's episode, episode 32. Um, today is going to be a little different. And in the beginning of the podcast, normally I talk about your morning conference call, which of course we do talk about. Um, but today is going to be a little different. We're actually going to be talking about travel and yes, it's important to stay healthy. <gasps> Oh my God, to stay healthy while you travel and kind of allow yourself the opportunity to make healthy decisions so that when you do make those unhealthy decisions, it's not the end of the world. Like you're on vacation, but you don't want to fall off completely to the point where you get back and you don't know who you are and you like can't remember what day it is and you feel terrible and you're lethargic and tired. That's not what anyone wants. You want to enjoy your time and allow yourself those hours, days, weeks to just like kind of let loose on vacation without guilt, you know, which guilt is a factor within itself. It's, that is not something we're going to get into. Uh, that's too much, too much. This is going to be pretty straightforward to the point. I'm going to give you some tips on how I like to travel and on how I can kind of afford it. And, um, so as of right now, the first topic I want to talk about is, Uh, how to stay regular while you're traveling and how to make the best use of your days. Um, So the first thing I want to talk about is kind of how to beat jet lag when you get off of the plane. So for instance, in about four weeks, what day is it? Holy crap. 
I guess, yeah, we have a little while. So in like five or six weeks, I'm going to Europe for about 10 days. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. We're flying from Charleston to New York, New York to, where are we going? New York to London. And then from London to Spain, uh, France. And then from France to Spain, Spain back to the UK, UK back to New York and New York back to Charleston. So we'll be flying a lot, moving around a lot, and obviously it's spread out through about 10 days. So I'm not too worried about it, but some things that I like to do to stay regular while I am traveling and to um, just make sure that I'm beating jet lag, because I know that when I'm like constipated, when I travel or if I get backed up, anything like that, even if it's just for like six hours at a time, it's miserable and it just, it's all you think about. You're like, when's the next time I'm gonna get a poop? Especially if you're going like with a significant other, always pack matches, by the way, I'm telling you it completely eliminates any smell or whatever. So what I like to do is as soon as I get off the plane, unless it's midnight, um, as soon as I get off the plane, I like to move around. So when you move around, your body is automatically adapting to more of a fight or flight mode than it has been for the past, you know, six plus hours than it's been on a plane where you've just been chilling. You've been, um, sitting down, kind of just relaxing the whole time. And um, you're activating more of your sympathetic nervous system when you're walking around, when you're moving, you're in a new place, you have to be on high alert, you're around new surroundings, and um, you're not around anything that you're familiar with. So you have to be on more of an alert. So that actually helps you beat jet lag when you do land. So you don't want to waste your time on your travel being super tired, waking up at two in the afternoon, missing out on an entire morning. So the first thing I like to do is take a walk. Um, Even if I have my suitcase, like you're walking around the city, even if you just go put your stuff in the room, uh, check into your Airbnb, whatever you need to do. And then if you don't have the opportunity of maybe it's freezing outside, you don't want to take a walk, do like 50 jumping jacks, 10 pushups and 10 squats, move your body, start to get your blood flowing in a way that it would maybe in the morning, um, as opposed to when you're winding down to go to bed. So you kind of want to set that tone for whatever time of the day it is. If you want to stay on that timeline, then yeah, it might be good to like force yourself to go to sleep, but typically people are landing during the day, uh, hopefully during the morning ish hours. And then that's always what I recommend moving is just recommend doing is just get going as soon as you get there. Like Maybe have a really tall glass of room temperature water and then have a shot of espresso, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, whatever you need to do. Um, I know that the first couple reps, you're going to be like, "Ugh, kill me, this sucks. But if you can just push through that, it, it will, I promise you, it'll set up a nice system for you throughout your trip. So I always like to do that in the mornings when I'm on a trip. So for instance, I already kind of have it planned out. I know what hotels we're staying at in Europe. I know uh, the town that we're going to be staying at in Spain is full of little streets. We can go for runs in the morning, long walks. Um, So I've kind of scouted that out and I noticed that we have a a hotel gym. So what I'll do, because I don't want to spend the entire trip working out. It's not my goal. My goal is to see the city, to spend time with friends, to try new foods, walk around, take pictures, blah, 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 be a tourist. So what I'm going to do is wake up in the morning. Cause I'm not really a night person. I'd rather be in by like 10, 10 30 and be able to wake up around eight and have the day. And that's vacation time. Normally it's not that much, but, um, like to wake up around eight, nine during the vacations, but that way I'm up with enough rest 
that I can go have a cup of coffee, have my room temperature water, have my conference call. And that's, that's in any part of the world. Like you can do that anywhere. Um, have my cup of coffee and then go down to the hotel gym and I will do 10 minutes of sprints. I'll do 10 minutes or sorry, I do 40 seconds on 20 seconds off for 10 minutes. And that actually flies by. I play three songs and then it's done. And then after that, what I'll do is weight training. So I'm not going to go for really long runs. I'm not going to like incline walk that much unless that's your thing, unless you're easing into that. I just like to get it done with when I'm on vacation. So I'm talking like a 25, 20 minute workout. So 10 minutes of sprints and then 10 minutes of resistance training. And what I'll do with that is I'll just do um, like four sets of 12 squats with a heavy kettlebell or a heavy dumbbell, whatever they have in there. And I like to do a lot of leg days while I am traveling just because legs are a huge muscle in your body. And the more you're working those big muscles, the more calories you're burning, um, the more muscles you're activating, which inevitably yes, burns more calories, but also it will, um, it builds that muscle. So it's helping you kind of stay lean more efficiently throughout. So what I would rather do is not spend a shit ton of my day working out. I'd rather walk around also. So you want to make sure that you're not exactly prioritizing your cardio because when you're traveling 90% of the time, you are already getting that cardio while you're walking around. So prioritize the weight training, maybe some sprints and in between your weight training sessions or not sessions, reps, sets. Um, like what I like to do is those 10 minutes of sprints and then, uh, one set of 12 heavy squats. And in between my next set of squats, I'll do 10 burpees or 50 jumping jacks or something to keep my heart rate up. If they have a jump rope, that's ideal. I might even travel with a jump rope. Not kidding. I think it's amazing. I think it's such a great way to get your blood pumping, um, work those calves ladies, you know? So that's always a great little hack. Um, get your body moving while you work out. And honestly, what I've found is if I start my day with a little workout, then I just kind of feel like Having that 20 or 30 minutes in the beginning of the day for yourself before you're surrounded by all this newness, you're surrounded by all this novelty and exhaustion and walking around and absorbing all these new things and treats and foods and sights, it sets the tone for your day where you do not feel guilty. You feel like you still have a part of yourself and your routine. And even if you do that, not every day of the trip, but you know, 60% of the trip, you're going to be so happy because it's going to be a lot easier for you to get back into your normal schedule when you get there. Um, now what I will say is in Europe and especially in France, yes, of course there are vegetables. Of course they have amazing food and all that good stuff, but my body is used to hella fiber. So what I'm actually going to be doing is I'm doing a little bit of research on greens powder. I know it's not ideal. It's not something that I recommend all the time, but if you are traveling to a place where you know, you're not going to get it readily available for you, having a really high quality greens powder. Um, I'm looking at a couple brands called, um, on it, or I know four sigmatic or Aura Organics, the brand that I work with with my protein powder. I know they have some, and again, I'm not like a supplement queen. I don't recommend it all the time, but if you're going to be gone for like any more than three or four days and you know, you're not going to be con get consistently getting fiber and you are going to be drinking more and you are going to be out in the sun more, getting more movement in, um, 
you want to make sure that you're staying regular. So I'm actually going to try and find a greens powder. If anyone has any recommendations, absolutely let me know. Um, I'm also going to be bringing a probiotic that I take only when I travel and once in a while while I'm here. If I notice that I'm not getting a ton of sleep, then I'll take it for like two weeks at a time. Um, it's really great. I'm not going to talk about the kind that I use personally because every body is so different and I don't want... <laughs> people to think that they need to get a probiotic if they don't actually need one. Um, and again, everybody is different. So the types of strands of bacteria that I might thrive with are maybe different than you. So listen to your own body, but the probiotics do help uh, just make sure that you're restoring that gut bacteria, especially when you travel and there's so many new germs that you're being exposed to, especially on the airplanes. Blech. Um, we're not going to get into airplane travel. I have another podcast on that. It's all about travel. It's what you do on airplanes. It's how to fast before your travel so that you avoid bloat. Blah, 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 blah. Go check it out. It's in the past um, past episodes. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was in October or November. So go ahead and check that out. Um, also, a lot of people have been asking, like, how do you afford these trips? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm not rolling in dough. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not even close. And I will say, like, I'm lucky and I work hard to be able to pay rent, pay my utilities, pay my car payment, insurance, um, small emergencies that come up. I do make sure um, that I always have money for that because those things to me are not emergencies. Um, emergencies to me are like the other week when I accidentally sideswiped that car and I was totally fucked, but thank goodness I was able to um, kind of get myself out of that. And if I had needed to spend a couple hundred dollars or so to help him with that, then I would have been able to do that from um, maybe like a miscellaneous savings account. So I actually have two different savings account and a miles-based credit card that I've had for about three and a half years. So I use American Airlines credit card and it's been amazing. Okay. I know that American Airlines is not the most amazing airline, but they do have the most flights and the cheapest flights. So for instance, my sister is getting married in December and she's doing her bachelorette party in Palm Springs. Hey. And the other night she said, Hey, we booked our tickets. We're doing X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, now's the time. So I checked my bank statement balance and it's been probably four months since I bought a flight using miles and I already had racked up like 30,000 miles after that because I only use my credit card. I'm really good about paying it off. I pay it off like once or twice a month. I don't pay off the minimum. I always make sure that I pay off the entire thing. I try really hard not to spend without within my means. Like I don't, I get my hair done like once a year, twice a year. I don't really get my nails done, but I, I do what I can to maintain so that I don't really have to go in and like, like I don't get my eyelashes done or get Botox, anything like that yet. Maybe I will, but either way. Um, so I have that credit card and I try and live within my means really well so that I can afford to travel. That is what is an imp important to me. I always prioritize that seeing my sister and traveling and being able to um, make those last minute trips happen. That is more of a priority to me than um, maybe getting your hair done or your nails done. And again, this is not a judgment on how you spend your money. 
I'm just letting you know what I do. I don't care how you spend your money. If if I could, I'd go get my nails done all the time. I just got a gift card to a spa. Thanks, Micah. And I think I'm just going to go get a manicure and pedicure. And that's just because I want to be rubbed for a while. I think that's amazing. So like no judgment there. It's just, that's how I like to spend my money. So what I'll do is I'll only spend money really on my credit card. I'll rack up miles there. And then um, I spent $10 on a flight to Palm Springs for five days. And that's all I needed to do. So, I mean, if you use the right credit card and you're only using that credit card within your means, you can always pay it off. Then I highly recommend getting one for miles. Um, that's what I did for this trip as well. Um, I'm going, Brandon actually had a credit card where he racked up Marriott points. So all of our hotels were already paid for, which is amazing. So we had like six days of hotels already paid for. So he did all the hotel miles. Thanks, Brandon. And then I just got my own flight. I used like half miles, half cash, because a lot of it was pretty affordable. Like traveling within Europe is pretty affordable. So I just thought I would eat that money and and go ahead and spend it. And then the rest, I just used miles. So it ended up being all those, I think I bought eight flights for under a thousand dollars. Um, and that's saying a lot. So um, we've been really frugal for this trip. And that way we can spend money on, you know, getting nice cheese, getting nice wine. Not really a huge cheese person. I'm sure I'll be constipated afterwards. But like, I want to have the opportunity to have some escargot. I want to have the opportunity to, um, when we're in Menorca, I want to go like cliff jumping, have a chance to hop on a ferry that might be 80, 90 bucks and travel around. I want to be able to buy gifts for friends and souvenirs and shit like that. And I also know that things come up. Um, so having a credit card that is linked to miles is huge. I highly recommend the American Airlines credit card. It's great if you get it and then you, I think spend $3,000 within the first three months, then you get like 50,000 bonus miles, which is, I know it sounds like just a sales tactic, but it's pretty great. That's, that's two um, non-international flights round trip you know, you could be doing that. You could go on that trip that you've been wanting to take, even if it's for a long weekend, you could go from Charleston to Miami for free from flights, you know? So those are all things that you can focus on. Um, I think that really what I've been doing is just, I've been saying it out loud a lot. I'm like, I want to travel. I want to create a lifestyle for myself where I can travel around and I can work from where I need to work from. So like even this morning I got to go work out, drive from the gym home. I got a coffee from right next door to my house. And then I had a consultation for 30 minutes on the phone. And then I am going to, I recorded this podcast and I'm going to go into a meeting Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to do some work on my computer that I could do anywhere. So basically I'm trying to set up a lifestyle for myself where I can go visit my sister in Boston whenever I want to. And I can go, you know, work out of any coffee shop where there's Wi-Fi, or go work on the beach. Like living a remote life is great. And, um, highly recommend talking to your boss about pitching remote life. If you have the kind of job that allows you to do so, I think that's great. Either way. Um, I know coaching, I, I love coaching, so I'm not going to stop doing that. Um, but it is something to think about, like as the time goes on, being able to be more, um, travel based with a business, with a company, it's always awesome. And those are some ways you can do it. Um, and then also I've been talking to a lot of people, about uh, moving. And so if you follow me on Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness, plug, plug, plug. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I recently 
yesterday got my car registered in the state of South Carolina. So sorry if there are any uh, law enforcement members <laughs> listening. It's been, I was like eight months expired on my registration because it's taken me months and months and months to do this. I've been getting the runaround from my bank, trying to get the title. It's just been such bullshit. But finally, Gloria at the DMV, doubt she's listening, but if she is, you the best. Mount Pleasant DMV, Gloria, she needs a raise. Um, her and Susan, thank you. So Either way, I got all set up with that yesterday, and um, now I'm finally a real resident of South Carolina, even though I've been paying rent here for two years. Whatever, though. And um, I'm really excited about that, but I did post a picture of my previous license plate from Arizona, and it made me really sad. And I love Arizona. I would love to be back there. I would go there every weekend if it wasn't a biatch of a trip. It's not too bad, but... um, Either way, I really genuinely do miss it a lot and um, would love to be back there at some point or somewhere West Coast. I don't know what it is about it. It's always just given me a really easy feeling. Um, I love living in Charleston, do not get me wrong, but if you know my story, um, it wasn't my first decision to, it wasn't my first choice to move from Arizona. Um, I came to take care of my mom and I knew she didn't have too much longer, so I decided not to move back to Charlotte where she was. I decided to basically live in Charlotte while paying rent here and in Arizona still. So that's a whole nother story. But um, there's just some feeling that I get about Arizona that I don't get in Charleston, even though on days like this where there's not a cloud in the sky, trees are blossoming, flowers are everywhere. My neighborhood's amazing, job's amazing. Like I'm so happy and lucky and blessed. But there's just a feeling that I get that I feel like I wasn't quite done in Arizona or West Coast. So I think that... um, having the opportunity to move around with your job or to start a new job or just to travel around live somewhere else I think is so important and even if that means you know not uprooting your entire lifestyle leaving your friends leaving your family however you want to do it but I think it's so important to get out of your comfort zone and go get scared you know getting scared is such a beautiful part of life I've never had anyone um, who's my elder tell me that they regret living somewhere or they regret um, making a big life decision like that that in the moment or at least for a period of time, whether it be six months or a year, you know, they're learning and whether it taught them something about themselves, about relationships, about their career, about what they like, what they don't like, you're still learning. And if you're not learning and growing, then you're dying. And I just genuinely, I don't think that you have to be nomadic. I do think that you have to be open though. I think that allowing yourself the opportunity to be open to different opportunities, like say if you're working for a company and there's an opening in Denver, Colorado, and they, you know, they're taking applications and maybe you don't own a home and you don't have kids and you can kind of make that decision. This is the time to do that. Um, And if you do have kids, if you do have a home, that's okay. People have people move all over the place all the time. And not saying that you have to, but saying that it's such a beautiful option to expand, um, just expand as a human. I think that everyone should have the chance to move somewhere else. Like I moved from Charlotte to Boone, North Carolina, to Arizona, then back to Charleston. And who knows where I'll be after this. Um, I could be here for another year. I could be here for another five years or forever. But I have a feeling that I'll move um, within the next like, three at least years somewhere more west coast or who knows maybe I'll end up loving Menorca so much that I'll just move there right this podcast can be recorded anywhere I just got this new microphone it's the best love it hashtag Samson 
hashtag not sponsored, not an ad, not cool enough. But, um, anyways, I don't know why I wanted to go on that tangent. I just feel like so many people around me have been, um, kind of stationary or scared to make moves, scared to, um, get out of their comfort zone. And I just think that if you're not you know, moving and growing, then you're plateauing and dying. And then there's my beautiful roommate walking out the room. Bye. Bye, Klaus. Bye. We'll have to get live on YouTube sometime so you guys can meet Klaus. He's amazing. He's got eyebrows like a human. He's so great. So either way, um, that's something that I, I'm sure came out with less eloquence than I wanted to, but yeah, just wanted to get on here, talk a little bit about, um, travel, about credit cards, lifestyle, setting up the life that you want to live for yourself. If you're saying that you can't have that kind of lifestyle for yourself, but you know you want it, I can guarantee you that every single person who's listening to this podcast has either said or had a friend who said, God, I really want to travel, but I just like can't afford it. Or I can't like this job. I can't do it. Can't, 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 can't. If you can follow up by saying why, or ask yourself why, why can't I? Oh, can you not save money? Can you not work and request off? Can you not request a week to work remote? Can you think of another another reason other than just you can't get creative? And also thinking is one thing. Thinking outside of the box is one thing. Acting outside of the box is another. So take that first step. Maybe get a credit card with miles or maybe start putting $15 a week into a little savings fund. And I know that that might be hard to do, but that's two coffees. That's, um, that's a tank of gas. And yes, of course you need gas, but, um, maybe walk a little bit more. You know, there are a lot of different ways you can get creative. Um, try to negotiate some things, sell some shit off Poshmark, look through your house, see if there's any old furniture that you don't want, put it on Facebook market you can get a hundred bucks from a table. You know, there are a lot of little things you could do cooking at home more often, um, save some money so that you can go build those experience. Nobody is going to give a shit. If you have a brand new Nespresso maker, when you're on your deathbed, they're going to care about the memory and the photos and the stories and the lessons that you've learned that you can teach your grandkids like oh my god make sure that when you're in Spain you hide your purse because you'll get stolen from or oh if you're ever in France make sure you get on a houseboat or if you're ever in Amsterdam make sure you ride a bike or if you're ever um, in Nicaragua you go check out the schools and the surfing you know lots of little things so um, starting to cultivate more of my experiences and I don't know if it's just the beautiful weather that's making me excited for travel and I don't know just feel like I'm in a really good headspace I know a couple weeks ago I was talking to you guys and I just was like I even was tearing up on the podcast I was like this day I can't get my head around it what is going on and I just appreciate you guys for sticking by me you guys are amazing um Again, this is Hotter Than Health, episode 33. Be on the lookout for some other new episodes coming up. I'll be able to do more interviews now. Very excited. So let me know what you guys think. And um, let me know if any of those travel tips help you if you're traveling anytime soon. Go follow at Eliza G underscore fitness on Instagram. Leave a comment, share, like, however you do it with a podcast. Thanks for listening. Hotter Than Health, episode 33.